0: I really like Nathaniel Brandon's Six Pillars of Self-Esteem. If you have never read it before, the book is nothing like what you are probably imagining. It was published in 1995, before the self-esteem movement in North America. It presented a view of psychological health based on reality and rationality. However, like all things, it was misinterpreted and dumbed down by the well-meaning masses and eventually forced into a perverted marriage with New Age thought. Now, when we hear the word self-esteem, we think of someone chanting affirmations and thinking nice thoughts. Self-esteem has nothing to do with any of this. It has nothing to do with aspirational imagery and quote-unquote positive thinking. If anything, it comes from a sober assessment of reality and rational decision-making. I'm going to talk about this today. Examples of Low Self-Esteem and High Self-Esteem These examples are provided by Brandon in the book. High Self-Esteem James started a new job a few months ago. He is always looking for ways to improve his work process and openly asks for feedback. He sees where his job fits in with the bigger goals of his company, and comes up with new ideas to further the company's objectives. James is promoted in a year, and he is not surprised at all. Low self-esteem. Connor started a new job a few months ago. He does the bare minimum needed to get through the day because he's still going to be paid anyways and who cares. He memorizes all the tasks and goes through them mindlessly. He leaves work at 5 p.m. on the nose. He gets upset at feedback. He doesn't care about the company overall, he knows he can get away with the bare minimum, and besides, he doesn't want to draw attention to himself, and thinking is too hard. When James is promoted, Connor is first surprised, then extremely resentful. Couple of items of interest 1. This is not a discussion about being hard working or moral. It's more gritty, it's about psychological health. We're not making the argument that you should behave like James because it's the right thing to do. It's all about being psychologically healthy, and thus being happy long term. 2. Brandon terms this as a difference in consciousness. James is aware of himself and what he is doing. Connor is unaware, and only doing what he is told to do. 3. James looks at where he fits in in the bigger picture. He looks at the other people, He looks at the bigger processes, and looks at what he's doing. Connor's consciousness only covers himself. He doesn't have the wider vision required to be a leader, so it's likely he's going to be stuck in his entry-level position. Another example, this time in the personal realm. High self-esteem. Serena is fully aware that her husband can be difficult at times, and that they must put effort into working out their differences. She chooses to see her husband for who he is, not who she wants him to be. Or how she feels he should be. She looks at his actions, and knows his faults, and how they may influence her life. She chooses to see things for how they are in reality. Low self esteem Carol always ends up in shitty relationships for some reason. When she's falling for a man, she wants to enjoy the thrill of the moment and just dive in with her eyes closed to see what would happen. She feels this is deeply romantic. The difference here is in whether someone chooses to look at reality or not. Serena looks at the faults of her partner and takes measures so they can be happy together. Carol buries her head in the sand and ignores all warning signs, then is shocked when they are abusive or disrespectful. Carol keeps repeating the same pattern over and over because she chooses to deny reality. Example A final example in work High self-esteem Kay has a dream of starting her own dressmaking business. She makes a plan and sets realistic goals. When something goes wrong, she asks herself what did I overlook? And takes actions to solve the problem. Low Self-Esteem Mary has a dream of starting her own dressmaking business. When her friends ask about her plans and goals, she brushes them off and goes on about how the dream makes her feel. She daydreams at her day job. When her boss reproaches her for being inattentive, Mary gets defensive and says it's hard to focus on small things when she has such a big dream. Eventually she is fired, and she blames the capitalist system of exploitation and how she is too noble to survive in an evil world like this. Again, the difference is in the relationship with reality. Kay looks at reality and takes action so she can achieve what she wants. She knows that she must act if she wants to get a certain result. Reality is dictated by causal relationships. You do something, you get a certain result. You do something else, you get another result. You don't get there by dreaming. Mary ignores reality and focuses on her internal world of fantasy. Instead of taking action, she daydreams. She ignores the reality of her situation, that she is being paid to perform her job, and then shifts blame to something else when she fails. She doesn't take responsibility for herself. Hopefully these examples have given you a taste into how Nathaniel Brandon's view of psychological health works. And how this has nothing to do with intelligence or talent. The interesting thing is, Mary the low self-esteem person could be more talented in dressmaking than Kay. Mary could well be a creative genius who is destined to change the world of design forever. She really could be the real deal. Kay could be completely mediocre. She could be producing completely boring dresses with no creativity whatsoever. Yet it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter because Mary will still be the unemployed person who can't follow through on her plans. And Kay, even if she is mediocre, will plan and act and produce results. Kay is going to make dresses that make people happy at their wedding. She will make women feel beautiful. She will inspire them the best she can. She may be mediocre at first, but she will get better. She may get advice from her creative friends on which designers to study and which art exhibitions to attend she will perfect what she is already good at. She will get feedback from her clients and practice. In a year, she will have made leaps and bounds of progress, while Mary sits at home being dramatic. It's very funny to me in a cruel way because there are millions of Maries on the internet complaining about the world and how unjust it is. And they make fun of the Ks, poking fun at their task lists and goals, scoffing at their productivity guru videos. You want to be careful if you are an INFP or ISFP. The Marie's don't see that their future children will be wearing Kay's dresses. Kay will bring a million times more joy and beauty to people's lives than Mary ever will. Even though Mary may be a creative genius. Even though Mary may have a 150 IQ. None of this matters if you have low self-esteem. None of this matters if you ignore reality.